What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of For the Love of Cinema, a movie podcast where our motto is we just hope it doesn't suck. This is episode 316, broken up into two parts, A and B. 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 Thank you. 316A, posting on 12-7, will be a discussion on the multiple Academy Award nominee, The Banshees of Inisherin on HBO Max. And 316B, posting on 210, will be a discussion on Shotgun Wedding from Amazon Prime. I'm one of your hosts, Grayson, Jenny Maxwell. Joining me, as he does every week, is my co-host, Roger. Why don't you want to be my friend, Stillian? And our lovely perma guest, Chris. I definitely cut my own fingers off to prove a point, Bon. He's probably right. Yeah, that, this this one's good. I and I we, took the we, I took the I took the donkey grenade, Jenny the donkey. The grenade. Yeah, I mean, you would <laughs> die choking on something you shouldn't eat. That makes sense. <laughs> probably die on yeah. a man's severed finger. Out of any one of us, it's most likely him. <laughs> sure, I'll take that. How are you guys? How stay was tuned your week? for context? <laughs> <laughs> how's how, how's the week? How's the week treat, treat you guys? What's going on? Week was good. Um, work's busy. I well, my daughter had a swim meet today. It was really cool. She uh she won one of her one of her swim heats. That was cool. So yeah, good to see. Good to see the progress. Yes. Yes. It was really cold here a couple of days, mm-hmm. and then it's like fifty five. Now it's great. Yep. Now it's shorts weather. We'll be dead soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What, no, what do you mean dead soon? It was it was really nice today too. I, this is exactly how people get. Horrible sinus infections and yeah, I'm doing one right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I got to enjoy some time outside today in the sun. I'll have you know, it's uh, it's actually very, it was very, very warm for a few hours. Now it's back to cold again. But apparently, there was a Chinese spy balloon that took a trip across our great country this week. Really? Two of them. Yeah, two of that. them. There's two of them. A balloon? You didn't hear yeah. about that for real? No, like, yeah, are you I've fucking around? Yeah, no, they I've shot it out of the sky yesterday. Hell yeah, brother! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. The they, they shot the they shot <laughs> the first one, one of... out. Of, they shot the first one out of the. Or sorry, the second one out of the sky. The, the first one they let go, but whatever data it transported back, it's already there. Like, I'm just saying, so, yeah. in an RTS game, you don't reveal your assets until you're ready to be found in the world map when you're powerful enough to defend and attack. So I'm just saying, with that logic from RTS games, I. I I do not feel good about those spy balloons at yeah, all. Yeah, we don't ever talk about anything politically here at all, but that was just a weird thing. Huh. It's, it's just a balloon slowly floating across. It's just very strange. Like what that was the, shot what down world? with a fucking F-22 because America, brother. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised. Wait, I, I don't Tom understand. Cruise did it. I don't understand how a balloon... Look, not political talk at all. I'm just real talk. How does a balloon get that far into the U.S. mainland without being spotted on a radar or by well, someone? Well, because it doesn't move quickly. It has lower heat signature than anything else that you're going to be able to fly across the country, and and it it would fly low, which would avoid a lot of lower or higher. Super so, high, yeah, super one. high. So I, I could see it. It's got it's got advantages. I mean, it's just a strange story I saw on the. It's like of all the stories we've seen in the last two or three years, that's definitely one of the strangest. Yeah. A bad boy cruising like sixty thousand feet, man. It was Ooh. up there, yeah. But it is what it is. Here's to the beginning of the end times, gentlemen. All right. What else is going I mean, on this week, Roger? Sorry, Chris. Go, go, go. No, ahead. I was going to say we're innovating more ways to make you know double and triple cheeseburgers. You know, more abundant, and you know, China, China's making spy balloons <laughs> that can gather <laughs> all this. This is good. Good, Roger. What's I mean, going on in your world? Now I'm thinking about triple cheeseburgers. Though. You're welcome. 
Dude, yeah. I'll tell you what. Yesterday, okay, so yesterday I did the Harry Potter experience, which was awesome, by the way. It was, okay, yeah, I saw you put that on your Instagram. Oh my god, I have so many pictures. I'm gonna put up a big, like, couple Instagram posts of all the pictures. It is so cool. They have some of the props from the actual films, uh, a lot of the wardrobe hanging up in like some of the houses. You can do like interactive. You touch your bracelet, which you like. You scan when you walk in. They give you like a bracelet, and you have to like log into your information in your house. So, what house the, are you? I'm Hufflepuff, and I Hufflepuff sucks. Like, <laughs> I don't. I don't know the answer to that question. What? Well, yeah. Well, okay. First of all, you have to do it on Pottermore, and you have to be honest. You can take right tests as many times as you want, and and it it will give you the response which the answers indicate. But like the first time you take it, it's supposed to be what you are. <clears throat> you know what I am. Oh you're God, Griff, yeah, you're know. Gryffindor. I know, Chris. You're. No, Gryffindor. I'm not. <laughs> oh, you're well, Slytherin. Gryffindor is shit. There ain't, never been a, there ain't never been a more powerful wizard that ever came out of Slither. That's true. That's true. But it was a lot, it was awesome actually. It was it the whole thing took an hour and a half to go through and you got to see all these cool things and all these cool um props from the film, a bunch of wardrobes. It, you got to read a bunch of stuff, behind the scenes stuff, uh, a bunch of plaques, the the costume designer talked when well, we didn't talk, but the the plaques explained how how they came up with um, the clothes they did. It was just, it's really interesting to, to go through that. I, I really enjoyed myself. Did, uh, um, it was a lot of fun. Was there any like ridiculously overpriced merch at the end? Of course there was. I almost bought Hufflepuff robes. I did buy a wand. I, I did buy Harry's wand. They only have Harry, uh, Snape, and Voldemort's wand available at this place. But I, I went to the Universal one and I didn't. They have everyone's wand available if you go to the Universal. Well, you can get your own wand made at Universal, can't you? Yes, you can. But they only had three it's, here. It's super expensive, but I regret. I, mean, I have a wand. Whenever now, I go to Universal, I will have my own wand made because fucking right, I will. There you go. Okay, so that's. But um, I'm very. I, I it just I loved it, and then like we, you mentioned the triple cheeseburger thing. I after that that brought to my mind. I had a triple decker peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> after that, in the it was named after one of the characters. I forget totally, but it was first of all, it was delicious. Uh, then it was it thirty six dollars. No, well, it was fourteen, which is about <laughs> what it was about thirteen. It's fourteen dollars. It's about thirteen dollars more than you should ever than than a peanut butter For and a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. sandwich. But it came with chips and a drink, so it wasn't that bad. I guess. I mean, but, I listen. I do love a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. A triple decker. Have you ever had a triple good decker? One, yeah. Um, I mean, so, honestly, even a bad peanut butter and jelly sandwich is still kind of like okay, kind of good. Yeah, it's like <laughs> even like bad mashed potatoes though. It's like comfort food. It's still okay. Um, I yeah. did, however, when I was seeing, like, it was great to see everyone in their robes and like kids were running around casting spells on each other. And, like, it's just great to see. But it sent me into like for like a few hours, like a, a crippling depression. The fact that they're gonna reboot <clears throat> all the Harry Potter films, like. First of all, there's zero percent chance they're going to be better than what they are. There's a zero percent chance. There's, there's not even a remote possibility it's going to be better. Um, I just I don't want that. But I'm, I'm super pumped up for Hogwarts Legacy this week. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are. We're gonna. We're a lot of people aren't too. We're gonna stay up till midnight tonight to see if I can set my Xbox to New Zealand time and, and see if I early. can play it early. Yeah. yeah. There you go. That's a yep. that's a big deal for. We'll see. I mean. I think they've officially this week finally canceled the next two prequels and the sequels, unfortunately. Really? What they, I think, um, and I'm only getting this out of uh, a buddy of mine who is working on a Warner Brothers film now and has, hear, hearing that stuff going on, is the, 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 the chatter is, the opinion is to reboot the, the, the Potter franchise or if Hogwarts Legacy does gangbusters, start the films there. 
Start right. with the Goblin Uprising. Start back as far back as we can go and still have a cohesive story. So, I mean, I just, I'm not happy about either one. I prefer them to just make the goddamn sequels. I never wanted the prequels, I, but I'm just. I mean, I like the idea between the first couple of prequels, but or the first prequel, yeah. and then the second one got really Nazi y. And then but the second, but the, <laughs> then we, we kind of went sideways. The sequels so, could know. have been great, you know, Malfoy's Redemption, all, all kinds of things. But. Anyway, that, we're getting long in the tooth, but uh, yeah, that's really great. If you guys ever have the chance to do that, I know it's going to other cities here in the summer, so maybe it'll be one close to where you guys are, and then you guys can do that. But it's it's hmm. super worth the forty dollars it costs to do it. It's, it's Chris, it's, are you doing your Pottermore? Yeah. I'm doing it right now. Yeah. So um, how's it going? It's it's going. Um, I'm I'm trying to. I was. I think it's a much. Inter- more, I think it's a much more involved quiz than just a few minutes. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I was trying to get. I was thinking about getting my daughter involved in, in like show her the first Harry Potter movie. Oh. Because my my daughter, my oldest, really loves to read. She's like she's like a get few, her the book. She's a, a few grade levels past like where she's actually at in school. She reads she's read she's read like a couple of books now. I I uh, she reads some she loves Naruto anime and she read like the Little Witch Academia, like three pe- like three piece manga. She's reading a Pokemon manga right now. She loves reading. And like I was thinking about getting her a Harry Potter book when me and my wife were on vacation in Columbus and like my wife made a good point. She was like, she doesn't like Harry Potter. I was like, well, you don't know that yet. It's a solid point. So she has, we have no idea. So I think, I think I want to have her watch the first movie and see how she feels about it. Cause she likes, she likes little witch and she likes the magic element in it. So, so my wife's a teacher. Mm -hmm. So a few years ago during one of her things, um, if you would like the first Harry Potter book, I have like 26 copies of it. Okay, <laughs> because we bought them for her whole class. So Th- those books are like super thick, right? No, no the first no, three no. scale yeah. like the first one's only a couple hundred pages. Okay, and then they scale up, and then you get to about book three, book four, it starts to get big, and then book five's like a thousand pages. Okay, so, I, was say, I remember being in school and seeing like these big thick books, like Harry Potter books. Yep. Like I, I will never do that. So, like, but if the, you were a reader as an adult, you could mow through the first Harry Potter book in a day and a half. Yeah, or so if yeah. you really went at it. Okay. So, but for a little kid, man, a couple of chapters a day. You know, I will but gladly those, those grab aren't, you. Those, those aren't secondhand tough copy if you're not. Yeah. The no. first, the first. So here's the thing: the books grow up with the characters. So mm-hmm. you know, just realize by the time she gets to like four and five, like they're mid teenagers mm-hmm. and people are dying. So gotcha, yeah. <laughs> Make sure you're ready for that. We, we watch Dragon Ball Z, man. Yeah, you people do. die all the time. Well, I mean, it's some so, of them come back though. Some do, some don't. And Harry I, Potter so, though, they don't ever come back. <laughs> I actually just bought the first two books. My my brother has all the first edition hardbacks, which we don't touch. Mm. But I just I went to a half price books. I found a ton of books that are awesome. But I found those for those are like two fifty or three bucks a piece. So I bought. Did you two pick of the up that X Men that you showed us? No, that was pretty cool. I'm sure. not gonna look. If you guys want it, then let me know and I'll get it for you. That's three hundred bones, man. No, because I I said I could just buy a current hard copy from Amazon for sixty four ninety nine. Well, yeah, but that's that's not the cool first edition printing though. That that's hey, what I'm saying though. I don't care. <laughs> um, but yeah, all kinds of I found all kinds of cool. Also, books. just give me three hundred dollars. No thanks. Um, yeah, I actually went to a rare book store in north of the city by a few miles uh, the other day, not the, the two weeks ago, and I saw it was a it was a signed first edition copy of. Gone with the Wind, signed oh. by the by the author, uh, Margaret, I think Margaret Mitchell, and a letter to her friend, which she was gifting it to. Obviously, the friend didn't keep it, but it was 5000 bucks. I can't decide if that's worth it, 
or not. Not I'm not going to buy it, but I can't decide if that's like worth it to a literary person or not. I mean, is that like an investment property thing? Like, oh, I don't know. Five thousand. They they had a they had a Bible from like the 1600s printed. Was it wrote like by Jesus? No. <laughs> well, no. Oh. I mean, none of them were. So. Oh. Um, he had all kinds of rare. He had the first edition. He had the first edition UK Harry Potter books, uh, which he wasn't first letting anyone touch. Bible. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a good one. Um, it was, but he has a ton of rare stuff, and it's just it's very. He had a demon book, like a book that priests would use to excise demons in like the thirteenth, fourteenth century. It was like super cool, man. But I don't know how he got all that. I don't think I don't know my history of books. But that book's definitely haunted. You should totally buy that and get cursed. <laughs> that was like seventeen thousand bucks. Like no thanks. Yeah, um, you paid so twenty grand cool to get stuff. fucking cursed. That's awesome. Mm, indeed, that sounds like a fun time, Roger. But good luck being dead. <laughs> good luck being dead. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's uh, it's been it's been an interesting week. I rewatched uh, because of Jennifer Lopez. You know, it's on HBO Max. So I thought, you know what, I'm gonna give us a game of a go. I watched Hustlers Made in Manhattan. Oh, ew. From 2002. Dude, what? You know, I didn't hate it as much as I used to. It's still not a great movie, but I think different. Last time I saw it when I was 17 in 2002, 16 in 2002, 17, whenever I was in 2002 in theater. So I've got no experience between then and now, but with the movie, but I, I, I see it so much differently now as an adult, but it's still a bad movie, but I appreciate it so much more. Um, also the, one of the seconds that we're going to talk about today, who's who came from the Boogeyman, a trailer we're going to talk about today. She also worked on Hustlers. Oh, so I so I said right. um, I have some guys who might want to talk to you for a few minutes. But yeah, she said she I has a Hustlers. lot of stories. She has a ton of stories about J- about J Lo from that from that movie. So exciting, exciting, exciting. What else, guys? Before we get into the before we actually get into it, we're 13 minutes in. What do you want? Chris, how's your quiz going? It's it's good. I think I'm near the end, so I'll I'll fill you in randomly at a part where it makes no context, non contextual sense. It'll be great. Okay, good. Yeah. Wait, hold on. Are you answering all the questions like as honestly as you can? That's the yes. point. Why wouldn't I? Oh, I don't know because you're trying to get a certain house. I don't. I don't. I don't, know. I don't even. I don't know who the houses are, dude. I, bro, <laughs> listen. I know. I know Hog. I know of Hogwarts. I know Gryffindor, no Slytherin. I don't, I don't even know what Hufflepuff means. Hufflepuff and Ravenclaw are the other two. Okay, I don't even know what that means. Listen, just understand that Hufflepuff sucks, and that's where Grayson is. <laughs> so, well, Newt's Commander. Look, Newt's Commander was Hufflepuff. Um, hey, also, he's a weirdo. Yeah, it's true. Well, what about uh, Cedric Diggory? Got his ass killed. He's but... fucking dead, bro. Yeah, he's all right, nerds. Hufflepuff. Like, what's yeah, happening yeah, yeah. here, dorks? Let's go. All right, all right, let's go. Let's start wow. the show. This is the one doing the fucking Harry Potter quiz calling me a dork, a dork. right now. <laughs> wow. Wow. Indeed. You have no rebuttal right. to that. Day. <laughs> I wanted to say that you've already done it, obviously, but it's fine. All right, Chris, you have the, until I get done with the intro to finish up the last two or three questions. Here we go. Here we go. Just keep All going, right. buddy. This is episode 316 of For the Love of Cinema, a podcast about movies, film, and cinema, which posts each and every Tuesday and Friday at 5 a.m. on Podbean, which then distributes to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Music. Each and every week, we start with the box office, current and upcoming releases, what streaming trailers and movies of the week. Before we hop into the box office, Chris, what'd you get? He's still going. I'm still going. I'm still going. I'll I'll fill you in. All right, let's do the box office then. Try to make it after the box office. Don't butt in during the box office. Just butt in randomly. (laughs) Exactly. All right, number one, Knock at the Cabin finally knocked Avatar off. Avatar went down. Still did 80 for Brady. What the the heck? I'm disappointed. Whoa, that's a screeching halt. I was upset. Knock the Cabin, 14.2 million domestic, 21.2 worldwide. 
not a terrible start for an M9 movie, but not great either. 80 for Brady, 12.5 million, bringing it worldwide to 12.5. That's about where it'll stay. Uh, Avatar The Way of the Water, 10.8 million, still bringing in 10.8 million on its, what, seventh or eighth week, something like that? $2.174 billion. That's not bad. Moving right along. It is indeed. And the Puss in Boots, number four, The Last Wish, 8 million, bringing it worldwide, 368. Very respectable for that film. Yeah, good movie. That an excellent movie. Number five, BTS. The best is yet. To, no, BTS yet to come to cinema. Six point three million, nine point one worldwide. I gotta be so honest. I got a, no idea what that is. It's a concert. Oh, it's yeah. a concert. Okay, okay. it is. Uh, it showcased BTS massive free show at Busan's World Expo in October, which welcomed more than fifty thousand in-person guests. That's showing it theatrically. It's made six point three million dollars. Gryffindor. That's, you Was son it? of a I'm Gryffindor. All right. A, yeah. yeah. Gryffindor. What's up? Respect. I would give my I would give my left nut to be Gryffindor and Chris just gets it. Oh my goodness. I mean he doesn't he, hold on, let, let's be clear. He doesn't just get it. Like this is obviously an accurate reflection of my courage and bravery, you know, that has selected me into Gryffindor by the the sacred uh, sorting hat, as I understand true, it. True. Okay. True. So this okay. is a process, Grayson, that you have to respect. It understands your character. Yeah. Yes. See? Oh, my gosh. I man. also understand your character. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like Gryffindors are brave but stupid, so that's fine. That's fine. Brave, but it has nothing about stupidity here. Nothing. He's kind of right, though, in the it's, stupidity it's, thing. It's, it's foolhardiness. That's the thing. Is like they think they're they think they're invincible. Hey. It's still way cooler than Hufflepuff. It, shut up. Everything's cooler than Hufflepuff. Jeez. <laughs> God, I cannot believe you're a Gryffindor. I'm, the, yeah. I'm a Hufflepuff. Oh, my gosh. Oh, well. All right. I know other people that are Hufflepuff, too. So yeah. I don't feel bad. They're also super lame, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Oh, man. I've never lived with this one down. All right. Let's talk about what's coming out recently. This past Friday, 80 for Brady and Knock at the Cabin. February 10th brings us Magic Mike's Last Dance and Titanic Remastered. That's next week. Very exciting. What About no, Love is on is on Tuesday the 14th, Valentine's Day. Tuesday the 15th, which is... No, sorry. February 15th, which is a Wednesday, is Marlowe. And then those two movies get buried completely by Ant-Man the Wasp, Quantumania. And the February 24th, February ends with Cocaine Bear, Jesus Revolution, and Mummies. March 3rd starts with Creed 3. March 10th, 65 champions and scream six march 17th does creed 3 come out on march 3rd it does three why? three that's fucking awesome oh, yeah, creed 3 on oh, three, I, three and i also that's don't know badass if you, i also don't know if <laughs> you saw the super lame however you want to see it i also don't I know can, if you saw I the see that yet <laughs> don't know don't know if you saw the social media update about he's he has uh already greenlit creed 4 so i mean would you these things are just machines at this point like well, him as, physically as long as there's yeah. as long as there's story to tell, then yes, I'm happy. But if there's no more no. story, then we'll see at the end of Green Three. Anyway, March seventeenth, Inside and Shazam Fury of the Gods. March twenty fourth, John Wick, Chapter Four, March thirty first, Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves, Spinning Gold. And April fifth, which is a Wednesday, Honor Wing and a Prayer, and then on April fifth, which is a Friday where we will stop, uh, Chevalier Paint, The Pope's Exorcist, and Super Mario Bros. movie. What is paint? Where did that come from? Uh, mm. You use it to recolor surfaces and parts of your house. Wow, Chris, you are so clever. Ayo. Oh, it's a, is that a that's a is that a Bob Ross thing? Really, it's possible. I mean, 
Bust well, out the, the pop figure. Wait, who was the guy? He was I the think guy he's who, behind that. Wow, he fell down. Yeah, he's behind that. There he is. Yeah. We, we got old Bob Rossi in the studio. Bob Ross has been in studio actually, since actually, day one. Actually, I'm really excited because it's Owen Wilson as Bob Ross. Oh, yeah, oh, dude. That works. Oh, no, Wait, is not, there a he's, trailer? Fuck. He's, he's, <laughs> he's Carl Nargle. I don't know who Carl Nargle is, but. That's wait, a fake. Wait. Listen, that's a Harry Potter name right there. Wait, hold on. Hold on a second. Carl Nargle. Hold on a second. Bob Ross is the guy who paints, right? Yes. yes. Who's always like, yeah, we get a little brush. I mean, there are other painters in the world, though. Not no, but him. he's he's the one with the fuzzy hair. Okay, yeah, yeah. The fuzzy hair. Uh, okay, <laughs> so here's the IMDb description. Carl Nargle, a local treasure with a sm- soothing whisper of a voice, has been hosting his own painting show on Vermont public television for decades. His art captivates... And the, and the hold on, his art captivates and has attracted the attention of many women over the years, especially those who work at the station. But Carl was in a rut, uh, and the station isn't pulling in for ratings. When the new painter is hired to, rev- <laughs> hey, these you have to go to the next page to see the rest of the plot. So this is like a parody or satire of yes. Bob Ross. When a, when a new painter is hired to revitalize the channel, Carl's own fears regarding his talents as a painter are brought to the forefront. This is going to be a must watch for us. A must watch. You think we'll have to watch it instead of Super Mario Brothers? Absolutely. I <laughs> know. Uh, Mario Brothers won't do anything. All right. So that's where we'll stop. But that's uh, an interesting. I'm. How have we never seen a trailer for Paint? I don't know. But I'll look it up later, though. Well, like four or five trailers dropped this week, so that could have been one of them. I didn't see it, but sure. That's. Come on, you don't. You can't tell me you're not at least a little bit interested in that movie, knowing what's who's in it now and what it's about. I mean, you should be really interested in the fact that the Fast Ten trailer is coming this week. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, sure. That's what we all need. There's more Fast. Can't wait to see them driving on Mars. It's gonna be sweet. Around Saturn's ring, idiot. Oh no, no. I think that's eleven. <laughs> that's eleven. All right, let's talk about what's streaming this week. We're looking at Disney Plus. Uh, the, my first choice is Treasure Planet by director John Musker and Ron Clements, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Brian Murphy, Emma Thompson, Martin Short, 2002. Here's a movie that really flew under the radar. Uh, it's kind of old animation, the old animation style. Uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt does a really great job uh, as the lead. It's kind of a take on Treasure Treasure Island where they're, they're adventuring to find treasure. But it's it's one of those movies that... It's kind of underrated, I think. It's it's very well done. Uh, I always liked it, but it didn't really do anything in 2002. I think people, for some reason, just stayed away from that one. But um, Roger, what's your memory of that? And Chris, if you haven't, have you seen that one? I don't think you have. I've never I, seen it. I really remember the animation style being like sticks out because there was a bunch of movies that came out around that time. The animated was like that's like the level right before things started to become somewhat computer generated. So. Um, things looked a little bit different during that like weird transition time. But the, but the, the other one, the other though. one, it reminds me of though is uh, remember Titan AE? Yes, that Titan AE. Movie. Yes, yeah, it's the same kind of art style. Okay, that sort of thing. So, for some reason, yeah. I I think that Iron Giant was kind of close to that too. But that I can't be right yeah. about that because where that there's was more too... static images and stuff. Moving okay, around okay, it, yeah. I was right about that. That's a that's also mm-hmm. a great movie. But uh, <laughs> Treasure Planet. If you haven't Iron seen that Jim one, Iron Giant, you want to see people just uh, sit around and cry for yeah, a couple hours? Yeah, it's a great film. It is a great, it's a good one. Feels though. good. I remember what's the in the one Ted, Ted Lasso episode where they're doing the team building thing the night before a, the away game, and they're like, "He's like, I'm gonna go ahead and take off here because about 45 minutes you're gonna have a room full of a, a weeping adult men." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's gonna be a room full of weeping adult men. <laughs> But yep. I remember I'm just looking at the, some of the animation now because I, I didn't 
remember it too well, but now it's like looking at the trailer on IMDb, like it is, it's more old than new, but it, it's like the end of the old era, you know, mm-hmm. that, that kind of the, the 2D shaded, whatever that was. Hey but, man, uh, computer animation has come a long, long way. Damn, it has not to. Just, not just for 3D animation, but I mean like hand-drawn animation is now done in computer style yep. and it's an incredible change. Yep. What so. was that? What did was Brad Pitt in a Disney movie not too long after? Was that Sinbad or something? Mm. Was he in one of those? I I feel like he was. Maybe I'm just completely off my rock, but I don't know. But yeah, I'm feeling he was. But let's um, okay. Treasure Planet. That's um, that's available to watch on Disney Plus as are a huge, huge, you know, library of Disney movies, but. I think that's one of the ones that people have not seen of, of most of them. That's one of the ones that's very commonly people say they have not seen. All right, Roger, you picked out a good one too. Uh, Edward Scissorhands by director Tim Burton, Johnny Depp, Winona Ryder, Diane West, Kelly Baker, sorry, Kathy Baker, 1990. Why should people revisit this one? Uh, so I don't know if it's a revisit as much for a lot of people that I know people that are my age that have never seen Edward Scissorhands. Uh, this movie it's damn good. Listen, this is peak Tim Burton. I mean, it's legitimately about a teenager who has scissors for hands. Yep. Um, so, I mean, if you can get past the the thing, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a fantasy and it's, you know, I, I like haunting is like one of the words that comes up a lot when you talk about Edward your hands, but it's very, very good. It's, it's, it's like a love story. That's just so off the wall. And it's like, beloved by millions of people yeah 100 so made it made a bunch of money back in the day for them made like four times its budget which back then was like a huge amount so um good for them you know get nominated for a bunch of oscars and stuff like that so that's kind of cool and i mean like this is young johnny depp like one of the things that put him into like super stardom so also winona riders in there and a couple other folks too so Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I don't know anybody that's watched Edward Scissorhands and doesn't at least like it. I mean, it's probably a nine or a ten movie. So, yeah, there's that. It's also in that like <clears throat> weird late '80s, very early '90s, where Tim Burton was just kind of that was his time. So, yeah. I mean, it's he's got the, it's got the weird Tim Burton magical touch to it, which works when it works. It works, and when it not so well, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. But when it when it really when it works, it really is like spot on working. So, yep. Good Fred says her hands. And The Incredibles 2 by director Brad Bird, Craig T. Nelson, Holly Hunter, Scarlett Vowell, Huck Minor, Catherine Keener, Eli Fusil, Bob Odenkirk, Samuel L. Jackson, to name a few. 2018. Chris, tell us about this one. I mean, this is like Roger said earlier when we were talking about show prep. This this is absolutely 10 years too late to capitalize on everything this movie could have been. That being said, it's still a fantastic film 10 years after the fact. And it's just, it's fun. I watched this a lot when my second daughter was born. Uh, it was one of the few things that like, held her attention that she loved to see on the screen. You get to see baby Jack-Jack and stuff. And that's what she really liked. And it's just fun. I like all the different imaginative superpowers. The way that the, the, like, the whole Incredibles universe works is interesting. And then you get to see the kids become the heroes and save the parents, which is kind of indicative to how life goes in most cases sure. in the long run. The movie's fun. It's bright and colorful. It's It's actually got a good pace to it. And the things that happen in it, uh, there's a whole like bunch of stuff like the the um, the Incredimobile car sequence that I think are just hilarious and fun to watch. And then anything with Baby Jack Jack on the screen is just cool to see, and like the suits and everything and how they're made. 
don't know. It's a fun film. It's fast. It's colorful. And it's just one of those things that even though it came out a little bit after and the first one is better, it's still a fun movie to watch. And watching them back to back is doable. That is definitely true. Yep. Yeah. Watching them back to back for like a family movie night kind of thing is, is actually a lot of fun. Well, hold on a second. It wasn't. It was 2003 to 2018. That's quite a. It's not just ten years later. It's oh yeah. no, I said ten years too late. Yeah, yeah. Oh, right. Okay. okay. Was... Yeah, yeah. You come out a few years after the first one. Not. Yeah. Then you add ten more years to that acceptable window, and that's and that's how you get that. Yeah, but... that's a little weird. How they didn't. How they didn't decide. They just what it picks up like minutes later, right? Minutes like, later. Yeah. yeah. Yep. It's a very well, the other the other part is too, you know, after fifteen years passes in the real world, like we expected them to grow up a little bit. Not it's hey, same it, it is like an hour after the yep. movie ended. In the end, it, it was obviously the right call because the movie is good. Well, the movie's and, fine. and it's successful. But yeah, I mean, at this point, if an Incredibles three comes out, I'd like to see like the Let's next grow generation. up a little bit, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. Something I don't like that. think that. I mean, like you, th- I don't think it was the right call at all. I don't. I. Yeah, but the movie's fine. Well, yeah. the, well, no, but I mean, look, the movie was going to be fine no matter what age they were because it's Pixar and Pixar. I mean, for the most part, it hits everything out of the park. Um, I, I don't. I, I, I would have preferred did, to see a little older of a cast. If at the end of the first film they didn't introduce Baby Jack Jack, having like you know, like being the surprise, I think we would have got the time jump. But I think they knew they had something in Baby Jack Jack. To be like an inter- like a huge entertainment piece of the film that they wanted to keep them all the same age for that reason. But that's what you base it around, baby Jack Jack. Well, that's, yeah, I mean that's, that's what I mean. Okay, and you're and you're hypothetical, whatever. Like you know, uh, studio exec Christopher Bond. He you use oh well, Jack Jack's he's cool. We got to keep like that's what you base it on, and not as as a Gryffindor. Oh my goodness. member, I believe. <sighs> executive chris does sound correct and yes yeah i think so i think i think they look at their cards they're putting a movie out 10 years too late and when the writing for this happens you know you get people talking about moving this forward in time or keeping it where it is and someone goes you know you know i think i think everybody's gonna love baby jack jack it's a it's a it's a fun character and everyone's gonna love it you know they're gonna lean into it it's the same thing with like Lightyear and socks you know, they they grab those tropey characters that you know everybody's in love, and, and that's what they hold on to to hope that it's going to bring people in. And I bet that worked with. I bet that's exactly why they made the, the choice to keep it where it was with Jack Jack, hundred percent. Uh, it was a serviceable movie. I just I was hoping for more because the first one is one of the best. It the is first one. Is in, the first one is a hard ten. It is incredible. Uh, hence the name Incredibles. But it, I just you know the second one wow. didn't measure up. But <clears throat> yeah, thanks for that. Appreciate mm. that. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, those are available for your viewing pleasure if you do subscribe to Disney Plus, Treasure Planet, Edward Scissorhands, and The Incredibles 2, all available for you. Let's talk about some trailers. Kind of a weird one. Let's talk about Let Me Sleep. What are we thinking about this one? Nope. You, you think this is weird? You think it's weird? I do think it's rather I odd. I think it's a big nope. I think no, 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 no. Nope. Mm-mm. Why? Why do you say nope? Well, cool. well what do you think is going on in this, by the way? Uh, I a bunch know of soul stealing and... yeah. Yep, dark magic, things you shouldn't mess with, bad juju, nope. creepy I, old people. Oh yeah, when mm-hmm. listen, old people doing creepy things. Mm-mm. I don't need any of that. Mm-mm. Do you need that? You don't no. need that. You don't no. want that. No one, no one needs that. Nobody wants that. No one wants old people hanging around where you can't see them with their mouths open. <laughs> like they're just gonna breathe death upon you. No, we don't need that. Or just sink their teeth into the meat of your cheek. Oh. <laughs> Why'd you say that? What have their? That's oddly specific. <laughs> listen, some of us have our own fucking nightmares. All right. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> oh That's my weird. god I don't want to talk about too. this anymore <laughs> <laughs> We need to move on <laughs> We're um, turning I, it red looks, and shaking It certainly looks a little weird But I'm 
I'm all for it if it's good. If but if it's like if it's all mediocre, then I wonder why it even got made. But well, also I had no idea who any of these people were. Yeah, like this is all B-list actors and stuff, right? B. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think it's that level. I. I, I, I mean, they are actors. <laughs> it's true. They are. They are indeed. Are you saying they're uh, Hufflepuff quality? Oh my like goodness! Wise. Oh my gosh! You <laughs> guys are. Oh my god! You know, without Cedric, Harry's ass would have been killed a lot sooner. Just saying, just a saying. And he was up. That's, that's what you're going with. No, of course not. <laughs> um, I don't know what to think about. Let me sleep. I was so intrigued by the trailer. I had to use it, but normally we wouldn't talk about trailers like that because it's like why it's not even going to be mainstream. But I just thought it was weird enough that we should probably discuss that. But. That is, I don't think it's even going to be wide released, to be honest. No. It's going to be on like something like Freebie or something. Anyway, so let's talk about the next next one. The Boogeyman, something that will be wide released. It's a Stephen King adaption. Also, nope. Wait, yeah, no, nope. big no on this one. No, 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 no. I don't need that. Nope. Okay, well, let me ask you a question. I know why Roger says nope. Chris, why do you say nope? The same reasons Roger yeah. says nope. <laughs> yeah, what do you mean? Why? What are my reasons? I have an active imagination. I have a crippling fear of the dark at times. And I just, no, I don't need this. I believe in I believe in the paranormal shit that happens that people talk about. I believe in ghosts. Uh-uh. I don't need this. Nope. 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 You should nope. get yourself a weird light globe. What makes you think I don't have that already? You don't have one of those. I don't. You I would have said so, yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it, no, I don't need this. No. No. Plus, I'm gonna. I know I'm gonna be in rural Ohio watching this movie by myself in a theater at yeah, one fifteen in the afternoon, yeah. scared out of his mind. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna come out of this thing looking look like I just got out of a mass shooting. No, I don't need this. No, I'm gonna be terrified out of my gourd, sitting in his car crying. <laughs> no, I don't need any of it. I'm very I excited. This. I look forward to as a teenager. I look forward Just to smuggling some Wendy's or something. Make yourself happy. I'm gonna make you smuggle the thing off the internet allegedly, so I can watch it at my house with nope. my lights on. No, I would <laughs> never do that. No, we would never do that. What are you talking about? I would look forward to these horror films as a teenager, especially as a teenager, because they were creepy and they were fun. And the people in my theater did a we did like a Thursday night midnight showing for employees who who were i never i never like for like the first year and a half i did those i never once made it through one like didn't fall asleep but um i always enjoyed doing them but i i like creepy stuff i always enjoy creepy movies especially when they're decent and when they're good and when they make sense allegedly when i would have midnight shows i would bring beer into the, <laughs> allegedly of course allegedly. i remember those days yeah I do you how could you allegedly remember that because I to, to the few that you let us, you guys would watch stuff because you guys were managers and you didn't care about us. But when the, you guys came to the few that you came to, like all the all employee showings, you guys brought alcohol every time. You Nick, not Justin, every time, Mike. Whoa. That's yeah. an accusation. Name, name and names. <laughs> <laughs> name and first names of very commonly used names, but sure, sure. But those are good yeah. friends of mine. <laughs> You act like you didn't bring alcohol to those late shows we did. I would never do that. Mm-mm. So this is a Stephen King Should adaption. Of course, he's a he's a renowned for his horror stuff, and he. I just he finished writes. another one of his books. What was it? I finished Under the Dome. Under the Dome. Okay, that show's not bad for the first like season. So, wow. Was that a first is that is, is that the show that where everything is? I think I saw this a few years ago. It's only a couple years old, this show. Oh, or okay, okay, that's fair. The book's very R-rated, obviously, like 
but I never, I haven't watched the show and I probably won't, but I like the book a lot. You know, I have seen the boogeyman thing on his list of books of stuff I haven't read. Mm. Well, I mean, are you going to read that? Is this older Stephen King or is this newer Stephen King? This is older. Okay. Well, that's good, I think. Why is it, why is that good? Uh, just, I, I, I agree with a lot of people with like the newer Stephen King stuff is kind of lacking. Whereas his older stuff is probably his best stuff so far. Well, his newer stuff isn't. This is book talk now. His newer stuff isn't all horror based. Not nearly. He's got a lot more stuff yeah. that expands out, like Under the Dome. Yeah, it's not horror. No, yeah, no, I know. Well, I mean, doesn't mean it's um, doesn't mean it's good. You know what I mean? His eleven twenty three sixty three is not a horror one. That's a time travel. Yeah, that sort of stuff. So, but hey, you know, whatever. Read okay. the books you like. Oh yeah, I, the Boogeyman. No, no, no. I'm a big fan of uh, of horror stuff, so I'm I'm excited for this. But again, I, I guarantee you, when I watch this on a Wednesday or Thursday night, or even a Friday night, I will be one of a, either by myself or a very few people in there. It always happens, always, because I go to certain certain theaters. I know have certain crowds, and the theater I want to go for for that one will have no one in it at all. So I'll be the only one, guaranteed. So yes, that is creepy. And I know Chris, we're talking about that. That is very creepy. Yep. To be the only one in a horror movie theater at the time. Yep. Uh-huh. All right. Nope. Let's talk about Murder Mystery 2 with Adam Sandler, Jennifer Jennifer um, Aniston on Netflix. $800 million budget. <laughs> <laughs> that's just for Sandler and uh, Aniston, right? Six hours long. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that seems about right. That's Netflix just throws money away, it seems. Uh, the first Murder Mysteries wasn't... We I don't remember liking that one very much, Roger. You and I. T- I know, no, we, we did not like it. it. And it legit, like all jokes aside, it was two and a half hours long, for whatever fucking reason. It, this the murder mysteries too looks like it's capitalizing on um, knives out kind of with uh, Benoit Blanc and his team. You know what I mean? Like the oh Benny's here, he'll figure it out. Like it just seems like it's trying to capitalize on that kind of thing. So I, how what are we thinking? This one's going to be a, a yay or a nay for. I mean, it's probably a nay. Right? Yeah, it, it's probably going to be bad. It's probably going to be long, drawn out, paced poorly, bad comedy, poorly timed, and then it'll have a couple laughs, and we'll have a really big budget. I want more hustle, Adam Sandler. Yeah. Less yep. murder mystery, Adam Sandler. Yep, 100%. We all want more 100%. hustle, Adam Sandler. Well, see, I just watched not too long ago Hubie Halloween again. I didn't hate Hubie. Like I don't think I've hated that. Well, since we didn't I wa- hate Hubie when we reviewed it, though, either. However, it's not cinema. You know what I mean? It's not anything groundbreaking here. I mean, it it's is cinema, movie. but it's... Well, but I mean, it's a movie we've seen before. You know, it's yeah. generic comedy. It that is, being but- said, I was watching Billy Madison today. Fucking masterpiece. <laughs> <laughs> As far as rated R comedy goes, that that's absolutely one of the pioneers of rated R comedy, 100%. Billy Madison's rated PG-13, sir. Is that rated PG-13? Yes, sir. There's what, only one he... F word in the whole thing was he's in the first grade class. <laughs> Wait, was Happy you get out there and you find that fucking dog. <laughs> was No, PG-13 for that one, too. Oh, my God. I thought those were both rated R. Maybe. Okay, I'm wrong about that. What was his first rated R, then? No, I don't know. I wonder what that was. That I can't. For some reason, I thought that both those were rated R. I'm wrong. Rain over that. me, probably. No, no. what? Mm-hmm. That was rated R. I'm pretty sure. Bulletproof had it been rated R. Bulletproof was rated R. Yes, hundred percent. Damon's, yeah. 
kind of I I surely thought Happy Gil, Happy Gilmore and Billy Madison rated R. Man, I'm wrong about that mm-hmm. one. I guess maybe by today's standards they would be, but I I don't know. I mean, Billy Madison was on TV with only like two words edited. <laughs> That's so. such a it's such a I I wonder how different Sandler would be now if he can go back and knowing what he was going to do if he could change anything would he. I don't think no, he would. He's I don't very, think he very rich. That's the thing. He's 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 got to be a billionaire by now. A couple times over, right? No, you don't think but he's I a mean, He's got a lot of money. Yeah, and he. Does, I mean, Netflix lets him do whatever he wants. He. I mean. Yeah. So that can't be a bad life. Adam Sandler's current value is four hundred and twenty million dollars. Okay, that's I was wrong about the billion, but that's still four hundred twenty. Is not a bad. Of course, it's 420 also. Yeah. You're right. He's hurting for money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. that's Okay, so Murder Mysteries 2. I know somebody who worked on it. I'm going to try to get him on the show for that one. Uh, that was in Hawaii. So uh, he had a good time when he, while he was there for the uh, several months he was there working on that. So that's exciting. But he can maybe give us some insight that we can't get otherwise. But Netflix is... I'm developing some theories about Netflix recently about why they do things the way they do. And I think I'm probably not wrong about some of them, but that's the rest for another episode. I'm hoping that uh, my friend can shine some light since he was working in that uh, group for a while. All right, guys, let's talk about the movie of the week as we are now 40 minutes in. Let's talk about the Banshees of Inishirin. Let's do that, yep. shall we? Yes. Right. Let's see. This is... <laughs> So, Banshees of Inisherin is one of the Oscar movies that we missed talking about, but it, it was nominated for several awards, so we are now talking about it. Uh, Colin Farrell, Brendan Gleeson, Carrie Condon, Barry Keegan, and directed by Martin McDonough. Uh, Roger, in your, in your best, what's this one about? An island off the coast of Ireland called Inisherin, where people live. Two dudes that were friends, and now they're not friends. <laughs> now are not friends? It's one a very has less fingers. Well, no, let's, oh. not, let's not go there. But that's a weird. It's just a weird. It's it, it's proof that you don't have to have a complicated story to be a to sell a script. And this is pretty <laughs> basic as far as like motivations go. It's pretty basic. It's I just, mean, so like I, I think a good way to describe the movie is low stakes, right? Not for everything. Well, I mean, someone may not everyone it. comes out of this alive, brother. Or or fully intact. <laughs> true. That's those both true statements. Yeah. But I mean, honestly, though, like the movie has very low stakes feel, right? Like you're you're yeah. just you're just following some sad sappy dude trying to find out why he's not friends with the with the mean gruff dude anymore. Like the end, basically. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's... though, one point during this movie, we had a priest tell somebody to go fuck himself. True. So. Yep. Yeah, I mean, you don't get that a whole lot in movies. Well, okay. Also, Ireland rules. <laughs> <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Just hold on one second. This is 1923 Catholic yep. Ireland, uh, with stuff going on in the mainland. What's the the IRA? Was it? Uh, it's the Irish Civil War. Yeah, that had been raging for. I mean, it goes on for a while, and even you know, well into decades past, there's still like rumblings and grumblings about it. Mm. Uh, but there's so it's set in the you know 1923. Which how long did it take you guys to realize that it wasn't modern day? About four minutes. Okay. Well, um, so like I wasn't sure until they like really until they uh, they go into town when he goes into town to sell the milk, and you see like you know the way like everything's set up there too, and that like little thatchel, you know, with them trading and varying over stuff. I and believe that's called a hamlet, sir. Whatever. 
it's basically the same. No, thing. I I agree with Chris. I mean, in some of those really remote places of the world, you people could literally live just like yeah. that. Oh no, no listen, yeah. I I don't believe that it's that much different there today. <laughs> except now they have Wi-Fi. <laughs> Maybe. I'm sure they don't. Maybe. I'm sure a lot of those, like those super remote places right down by the the sea don't even have electricity. I'm sure it's all still lantern light or like sunlight. Yeah. But yeah, I'm sure that eh, some of those remote places of the world you could live life like that, and it wouldn't be that much different than today. So, but what what? Oh, curious. What's your first? Give me give me your first thoughts on this one. Uh, so I mean, when this movie starts up, it has him going to the pub, right, and then. He's he he has his drinks. He he go he wait. He's waiting for his friend. Obviously, the friend just doesn't want to sit with him, and it's just and he doesn't know why. He doesn't get it, and he pushes, and eventually he gets an answer, and it's not one he likes. But like he just he seems so dumbfounded by the whole situation, which which honestly, it's, yeah, you know. And um, what's his name? Calm, calm, mm-hmm. calm. calm. He um he does he does say he might have been a little harsh the day before, like at a later scene, and I agree with that. But yeah, it's just following the following Podrick Podrick yeah following Podrick the way that we do throughout this film and watching him just he can't wrap his brain around why this is happening and that it's possible and that he's and that like anyone can find him so boring and how people, someone could just stop being someone's friend and it's all these things and watching him like go through the realizations of all of it and he just can't help himself mm-hmm. and I know a couple people like that were like they're a little socially awkward they think they're very, they're really friendly and stuff, but like they just don't get it. It's like they just can't wrap their brains around. Like, what, what do you mean? You know, someone thinks I'm annoying or someone thinks I'm this. Like, it, do you it, think I'm dull? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I thought that watching this film, what I learned was the word the the term "facking" doesn't mean <laughs> doesn't mean the thing we think it does because they actually use you know the f bomb in this at a very certain point. But other times they just use the word facking, and it's like, okay, I thought that was like an old timey way that the Irish said that word. But wait, no, wait, wait, wait. You, you mean f u c k i n g fecking? Yes, that's f u c k i n g for us. No, because it was so. There's two points in the movie where they actually you they actually say the they actually say the word right. Yeah, instead f- instead of facking, but that's just. That's just how they, Roger. You be, you be the decider here. Are we? Am I wrong or what's going on? I'm with Grayson on this one. Mm-hmm. It's just that's, that's just how their they say that, accent yeah. coming out sometimes. Sometimes when no, because with subtitles on it says fecking, and then when and then it, uh, other times it does not say sure. Feck. No, they, they they mean the same thing though. They okay, are, they are pronounced differently. Uh, it, it's just, well, then it's a weird way for them to just throw the actual word in there. You know, that's how their language is though. Yeah, I get you. It's, I was, well, I was so, watching with subtitles also. You say that that's just their language is, and I get that, but that means that that in their language, there's two different ways to say that word, and it, that means it has. Well, a you can make context. it more. I mean, there's. I mean, sometimes I use the word to give f- it more emphasis. You use the actual word apparently because yeah. that's what well, it comes I'll up. Put it like this: at some points in my life, I've used the word "fuck" as a you know, as yeah. like a oh, comma yeah. in things. Yep. And other times, I've really meant it with vigor. You <laughs> yeah, know? yeah, yeah. And that's that's just how that goes. But it's interesting that you know where you know. That, like in this film, like they they use that for emphasis, so you know there's a difference there to that. Sure. Obviously, you I are correct. I just thought that was interesting. Uh, I think I think language is very like important, and interesting in, in those regards. It is. I, I mean, language is never not important. Uh, we seem to forget that in modern day United States, but language is always important. But there's a lot of cool cultural, uh, cultural speak in this film too. They like how they say so almost after everything and before everything is mm. I really like that also it's just because I'm not used to it that I found it kind of 
the fact that they were able to stick with that the entire like the writer did didn't just like in the beginning was there oh it's 1923 ireland and then they kind of tapered off because the writers just you know whatever they stick to that the entire time and i appreciate yeah. that but this is this is um you know colin farrell and brendan gleeson are both you know very irish actors yeah so mm-hmm. that's what i love about this the most is you know it's i th- well i i know colin is i don't know about brendan gleeson I'd imagine he is because the name, but he could just be super English. But um, I know Colin is at least he's very Irish when he wants yeah. to be. Mm-hmm. And listening, there's some things on YouTube where you can listen to him as he's talking, switch back and forth between extreme Irish and extreme American. Like <laughs> I don't want to say English because it, you know what I mean. But it's very funny. It's it makes you laugh to listen to that. He does such a good job of that. That. Um, it's kind of that's a skill that's absolutely a skill but I, I i appreciate the dedication to the old language like the 1923 um irish language in this i really do appreciate that it's almost jarring at first right because like in the opening bar scene where like he's talking to the barkeep and the other guy at the, at, at the, <laughs> at the bar they're like you know you, you know you know they said, they said like you know are you rowing yeah yeah <laughs> Well, are you rowing? Like, uh, seems like we're round, aren't we? Like, like I don't think we're round. <laughs> I, well, I, I think you are. Yeah, every 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 person asks the same question. I, I think you're having a row. What are you rowing about? <laughs> and that but means I, obviously I, I, context clues. That means are you guys you having a fight? About? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, but it's like clues. it's just it, it is jarring because like if I didn't have subtitles, I would have had a hard time like keeping up with the back and forth at first. But then you do get used to it. And, you do. Yeah, it, it's one of those things where like eventually you're you know your brain assimilates kind of into that pat like into like the patterns of their speech and you can't absorb it you know easier i did i didn't hate this film i like the way that it goes it's it's again it's low stakes it's not that there's nothing big that happens in this like in the grand scheme of things but the film is like i was entertained the whole time through even though it's a slower movie and everything True. else like that and it's beautifully oh, shot it's gorgeous Oh my! Like, like I you, want to go there and hang out. And yeah, drink like, pints on the beach. Yeah, you, uh, you guys want to go? To, you guys want to film this? You guys want to do this film? Nah, I don't know, man. This looks. We're gonna go film in Ireland for you know for three months. Yeah, I'll be there. Like hundred percent, right? It's yes. just gorgeous where they are, and some of the shots they got, man, are just so damn cool. Uh, one other thing about the language is, I thought I had the language down until we meet Dominic. Dominic speaks his own language (laughs) he's a thousand miles an hour of moron (laughs) well speaking with a heavy Irish accent he does fan like the actor who plays Dominic is very good in this and so far he's played a couple weird characters and like the different things he's been in Mm -hmm. he does that very well I've so far I like seeing him come up now just because he does play interesting interestingly weird characters yep he's super Irish too by the way oh yeah I mean, if you remember him from the um, the Eternals and all that, so yep, yep. But. He does a he's he plays an interesting role in this one, uh, very important role, but also very interesting in the fact that he's he's kind of undervalued by his character is undervalued by almost every character other character on the island, and I, that the phrase on the island I think is great because everyone whenever someone asks how'd you hear about that everyone's response is this is an island. Yeah, it's you know, an like, we're, we're, we're gets around. We're with like less than a couple hundred people on it. Like, what, how, how? Of course, you do one thing. And everyone's a couple hundred. You think there's a couple hundred here? Listen, I'd be surprised if there's sixty-five people. On yeah, this right. Island. Oh, really? See, I was about to say less than a thousand, but you think? Okay, no. I, dude, I think there's. 
I would go less than seventy five. Is the a safe population bet. is definitely in the tens? Like <laughs> I don't so, think you so break we're thinking, into triple. So we're, so we're thinking that that pub is the only pub on the island. One of two, probably one of two, just because it's too long of a walk for some people. Yeah, life like that. That is just that is awesome. Old it's weirdly simplified, right? Like, like watching this film, I, I thought a couple of times I could never live like this. But like, you know, and then I thought to myself, I could totally live like this. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like having what we have now and like our experience now, it, it would make that difficult. But I mean, you'd it, have great. Your sinuses would be incredible, by the way. Oh, right yeah. They're on the beach. Just... Yeah. <sighs> but there's something and I would be dis- drunk at two o'clock every afternoon. every day. Every... God's hour, God's day. Yeah. Right. right? Yep. Everything about it does seem so. It it seems peaceful. It seems simplified. It does seem like it would be peaceful in a way, but at the same time, well, man, that that's one that's of the things life. that I think that adds to the weird drama in this movie is because it is there's nothing else going well, on. I mean, it's isolated, but it's not isolated because yeah. like they can leave and go to mainland. It's right there. Yeah, they yep. can see it. Yep. <laughs> um. But because there's so few people and it's isolated in the way that this little area is, you know, everybody knows what's going on. So it it exacerbates the situation because everybody's like, what's going on with you two? And he's like, I don't even fucking know. You yep, know? Yep. He's, he's mad about it. So so much so that, you know, the priest is yelling at people about things and <laughs> it's it's just weird. But yeah. it's it's oddly entertaining. But look, if somebody asked me what Banshees of Inishirin is about past two friends fighting with each other i couldn't tell you like legitimately i and if i tried to explain some of the things like if i if i throw out one random line legitimately and i won't say any more about this the fact that a miniature donkey eats a finger and Two leave fingers. it no other contest than that Two context fingers. than that and you will never understand what the fuck i'm talking about now, until you see it happen now you see you got to describe it differently though to, to mix it up for people though you know hey what's this move about okay listen it's about two. It's about two people who are feuding. They used to be friends, but now they're sworn enemies against each other. Mm-hmm. And eventually, you know, some people lose fingers, and and, and someone's pet donkey, get, you know, get gets murdered. You know, you got to pitch it that way. It's like, what the fuck happened? What this goes? And they on watch here? it. and They hate you for it. Yeah. Like, what the hell am I watching? Yep. Well, hold uh, on. Now, you... Hold on a second. I don't think that's fair. Eh, because I mean, look, with, without context, nothing has nothing. Means that's anything, what. That's so. why you'd never understand yeah. until you watch the movie. Like, <laughs> that's what? a terrible way to describe anything. Yeah, well, of course it. Is, but I mean, fair. <laughs> but so let's let's talk about the. I think the cinematography here. We can get that Incredible. out of the way. Oh God! Especially how uh, the movie starts and ends with the the shot of the island, like well, part of the yeah. island, but like it's a very very picturesque green yeah. shot of their little their little paradise of that island and it's just beautiful especially when we get like the the cliffs and everything of mm-hmm. i bet it gets cold as shit there oh yeah i bet yep. you it does yes. which which shore why, wind which is why they're all wearing like three or four layers of clothing yeah absolutely so like um, and like we'll t- talk about the scenery and stuff think about those um how long it made it took to make those cobble fences on both sides you know i was gonna just ask you guys if you knew the history stone. behind that if if there's like those are thousands of years old yeah, I figured, but who made that? Not that I mean, I, I, could, I could Google and ask this question to Google and it would tell me, but I, yeah, I would yeah. be curious to know, like, do you guys think that used to be like a, uh, a a sprawling place to live and like there was always, there was houses everywhere and... No, no, it has nothing to do with that. It, ha- it has to do with, with like, like the fact that like they're moving livestock. It, keep, it keeps, it lets them move large, num- oh, okay. like large numbers of livestock without them going off the road. Yep. That's exactly there's what that's there's for. some large cliffs there. Yeah. Large. Yeah. And cows are stupid. 
and they will walk off that cliff. Quite stupid. Yep. All right, fair. I didn't know that, but I, I guess I could. Would you let a cow live in your house? No. What about a donkey? Maybe it, Even maybe a miniature, miniature pony though. <laughs> also, context that you have to watch the movie. To understand. <laughs> it's amazing that he gets irritated with the dog in the house, but never the goddamn. The literal jackass. I can't be alone. <laughs> <laughs> I love what he says when his sister walks in and goes, why is the donkey in the house? He's like, I'm, I'm not about to put it outside when I'm sad, am I? Yeah, <laughs> He's yeah, like, yeah. I can't be alone when I'm sad. <laughs> when he's at home and sad the first time and she comes in and yells about the donkey, it like scared me because it was so quiet in the movie and she comes in just yelling at him. It's like, God damn, it's like living in my house all over again. <laughs> it's like growing up with my mother. You guys had a donkey? <laughs> no, I had a banshee. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> oh, we had everything in growing up. We had flying squirrels. We had lizards. We had snakes. You had a donkey? No, yeah, no donkey. donkey. Well, you we said had... everything. See, now you lied. See, Mama, this is why you explain movies in bad context. Yep. Mom rehabilitated like four raccoons growing up for for <laughs> no for no like she didn't care about her own family more than raccoon. Like she fed those raccoons better. She fed her her two My sons. My grandmother did the same thing with possums. Don't worry, four yeah. of them. Um, but they, they all have rabies. No, but only two of them made it past like like a year. But like one of them lived, lived for like seven. It was weird. What? It's, yeah, it's funny. One little one. Like it's fucking part of the family. Yeah. You got an eight hundred pound possum. Yeah, it's like it's huge. <laughs> one one thing that I learn more I was... about you every day, and it's just it's fucking fascinating. <laughs> one one story. Our lives are so that. very different. Oh yeah. <laughs> One thing I one story I have about that is uh, when I was starting high school, mom found this injured raccoon on the side of the road. Like, oh god, she just brought it in the house. Like, like what the oh. fuck, mom? <laughs> um, and then so she put it in this cage and we put it in the middle of the living room so it could, like she wanted to what, be, get like, acclimated. You know, to she the, wanted it to not surroundings. Be, she wanted it to not be afraid of humans, which was a stupid idea because you're, you're going to re-release this thing. You want it to run away from humans. You don't want it to try to commingle, but. It was in this cage in the center of the living room, and mom would, <laughs> mom would, <laughs> no, it wasn't. Mom would feed this thing. She called it Ridley. Uh, she would feed Ridley hot dogs, and he would just like stretch out, like he would, he would stick his hand outside the bar, and like they have take, little, they have five little fingers, they, they, and they have guys. human hands. Yeah, yeah. Calm this. He would stick his, he would stick his arm out, and then he would stretch it out to the to the max, and he would open his palm. Mom would put a hot dog in it, and then without breaking eye contact, he would put it in his mouth and then reach out for another one. <laughs> no. And, and his hand was right next to the latch that, like, you could, like, if you lift if you lift it up and then pull it out, like, the, the cage opens. I'm like, Mom, he's going to kill all of us in our sleep. I hope you know that. Mom, um, he's learning. Stop it. He's learning. <laughs> exactly. But they can open doors now. Yeah. <laughs> she's, mom has such a soft spot for animals, which is, you know, what part of the thing that makes her amazing is great she's, and terrifying in the same breath. Yeah, but she's, you know, she's a patron saint of animals, that's for sure. She. Uh, all right. All right. So I think we should talk about the movie and the characters. Okay. Well, so. <laughs> but like, as far as animals being inside, it, like, it works in the movie. It works in it the universe in which we have. Is that's you know kind of what I think. Robert You're not surprised seen. to see animals you know no. in this guy's house I, I also respect anybody who has the balls to look somebody directly in the face and say i'm coming to your house tomorrow at two o'clock to burn it down yep. whether you're in there or not yep and, and then it, he comes through on his promise. he does 100 <laughs> comes through on his promise and, well and that was the kind the, like the the climax the apex of our character right so like he he's at the point where he's finally he 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 isn't the nice guy anymore he doesn't care anymore 
this this feud has has forever changed him mm-hmm. and now they have a different a relationship different person but here's the funny thing is now they have a relationship again again it seems it's just a different one mm-hmm. and i am like i envisioned two like at two different times in this movie i envisioned our main character living out his life two different ways like I envisioned like what we get mid film where like he's walking on the road, aloof he, and alone. Uh, well, and like and like he's passing up calm on the street, and he, he he like he looks away, he doesn't make eye contact eye contact with him. He's been defeated, right? You can see this guy being a sixty eight year old man and still never looking at this guy again. You know what I mean? Like like just obeying that kind of yep that defeated like like mentality. And then at the end of this, you get the. I'm going to burn your goddamn house down guy who (laughs) follows through with this shows up, says, I don't give a shit if you got no fingers left, Mm -hmm. you know, and, you know, now when that same 60 year old man, they walk by each other, they, you know, they stare each other down. It's hatred and vitriol, but a little bit of respect and they keep on going. And every time they talk about it, it's like, ah, fuck that guy. And, you know, he's a, he's a piece of shit and all Mm -hmm. this stuff. But like, there's that, now there's that respect there. So you well, see, like skip, both of these things, we skipped several steps in between. Oh, 100 percent. Well, but here's the thing, though: you can't even talking about the story here. You can't accurately describe what's happening so that anybody listening would ever understand. Well, okay, okay, okay. Here, the crux of it is: two men were friends. They're not anymore. The older one doesn't want anything to do with the other guy. Although you don't know why until deep into the movie. But he says, as a threat, if you keep talking to me, I'm going to cut off my fingers one by one and then give them to you. That's this way weird, you know like, that I'm serious is what that's he says. A, yeah. That's a weird like that's a you don't expect anyone to really follow through with that. Is the Some, like that's the thing. Turns like, out probably you should. Someone does. Okay, okay, let's just leave it there. Some okay. He <laughs> wait, wait, you don't want to talk about the fact that he describes the the heavy metal shears and actually saws one of his fingers off that takes him a minute and then throws I it. I don't because I was How do you feel at, about that, Grayson? I was getting at the thing that happened before that of so he Colin's character Patrick tries again to talk to him mm-hmm. in the pub. He tries again. Doesn't think he's going to fall through with it. And the next morning, he's asking his sister, how was I last night? Was I really drunk? And his sister's like, yeah, you weren't sober. And then they hear a thud on the door. and <laughs> A bloody splat. Pod- Podrick opens the door, and he sees Brendan Gleeson's character walking away. And on the door, there's like a, a, a red mark, which I thought was going to have more significance because... Um, you know, like the the whole red marking on the door from like biblical time. Yeah, I thought they were going to yeah, play yeah, something yeah. into it, but it uh, doesn't nope. really. But and then you see, and then he looks down and just sees a finger of just a finger, and so he's not bluffing that guy, not bluffing so, at all. Let's talk about this scene for a second, right? Mm-hmm. There's an audible heavy thud that gets their attention, which is the finger being thrust upon the door. Correct? Yep. Look at your finger, right? Mm-hmm. The one that he lost. It ain't that big. It's not that meaty. He's got some meaty honkers for for digits, right? He does. He's got some heavy digits. Imagine he had to saw through that with him shears, all all that finger meat, and then throw and then it? the bone, and then the bone. He got some big fingers to make that thud because those doors were made of, you know, they're made of just pure thick wood, right? Yeah, you know what I mean, like heavy oak doors. That's a that's one hell of a finger, man. Mm-hmm. That's a heavy ass finger. It is, and, yep. and it's it, he never showed any signs of pain or wincing like we don't see we ever see it happen but when he's at the well he's by the, bar, the time he's, he's trying to play the f- a few more okay i come on guys let's not spoil everything here but it's it, he's a fiddle that's the thing is like he's a fiddle player he's a like, yeah, yeah, yeah it doesn't make that's why this is so kind of strange and off the wall because it just it doesn't make a whole lot of sense even in 1923 Ireland, if that's what you're trying to sell me, because it it, it, it makes more sense 
I think it makes more sense then than it does now. And it's still, it's like a strange thing that it's a strange threat. You keep talking to me. I'm going to mutilate myself. Hmm. Okay. Uh, good. I dare you. You know, it's like one oh, of those like, okay, great. He understands Podrick though. You know, Podrick cares about like people and he knows he cares about him. Yep. So he's already been mean to the guy and been forceful and it didn't work. So maybe it's like, okay, listen, if you care about me at all, you'll stop this because, you know, I'm going to lose my livelihood. I think that's that's what he's playing to, which doesn't work because Podrick is an idiot and he can't help himself. We, we know this. They're he all literally idiots. cannot help himself. He tells him that he told the student that his dad got hit by a bread truck in like the last moments of what seemed like a positive interaction. It could have been the end yeah, of all this. It could have been like the, and then he's like, you know, got so excited that his friend was like, sure, go get us. Go, go start us the pint. And then he has to blurt out the whole th- plot that he did. And it's like, why? Stop. And then we see digit after digit after that. <laughs> it, it's just strange, though. Like, But that's not even the whole thing of... So let's just take a pause right there. And if you're thinking we've kind of oversold the movie, I, we're telling you almost exactly how it goes. So there's no overselling here. But it, it's mm-hmm. just a strange way in which it happens. Because if you think, I mean, so there's... It's Podrick. extraordinarily hard to put this stuff into actual words that make sense to somebody <laughs> so, listening. So, okay, hold on. There's mm-hmm. Podrick... Mm-hmm. And his sister, yep. there's who she's wonderfully acted too. By the way, oh Carrie yeah, Condon, she's, yep. she's everyone she's in this fantastic. is a fantastic job. There's only like twelve people, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, well, so, I mean, yeah. there's there's far less than that. I mean, the ones that matter far less than that. Yeah, far um, less. Than, yeah, yeah. Carrie Condon is Siobhan is his sister, and Barry Keegan, Dominic, uh, Brendan Gleeson is Colm. But there's only like there's like four principal, and then some supporting, like some people in the cast are supporting, or sorry, in the... They pronounce that Siobhan, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Siobhan, sorry, and in the, in the tavern are supporting, um, some of the students are supporting, one student in particular is supporting, but it's strange how, but it's, I'm talking about the creative energy swelling around to, imagine writing this, and you're like, okay, I'm going to just tell this off-the-wall story about a guy who cuts his fingers off because someone won't stop talking to him, and then like, you <clears> slowly, I mean, we're talking about in other episodes where we're talking about a very recent adaption of the last of us of how they're slowly like they're expanding the world of what we know from the video game into the, the show adaption. That's kind of what I think happened here is someone just shot with a, someone just like, someone's like, I dare you to write a story about 1923 guy who cuts off his fingers. The guy's like, all right, I'll take that bet. And this and is then, the world that gets built out of that. Is, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what I'm saying is like, he starts with like a simple idea and then just expands upon it. And this is what we get. But it's clever how we're, you know, it's kind of the phone booth syndrome of, you know, you put it in one spot and with a few characters, and it's it's somewhat simpler to tell a story like that. Did you pick that because of Colin Farrell and that as well? Yes, yes. of course. Um, <laughs> I love, uh, I listen to phone booth I know, sometimes I know. twice a week. Um, it's just one of those movies I love, but uh, it's, but so what I was going is there's a title to consider. The Banshees of Inisherin, and here is a banshee. When I, when I typed into Google, "What is a banshee?" Wikipedia answers: A banshee is a female spirit in Irish folklore who heralds the death of a family member, usually by screaming, wailing, shrieking, or keening. Yep, yep. So that's how we're defining a banshee. So if these two are the banshees of Inisherin, what are who are the banshees referring to? Also, he as he is a fiddler, Colm comprises a song over the several scenes in this film that he calls the Banshees of Inisherin. So wait, 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 wait. hold on, I want to stop you. You said that if these two are the Banshees of Inisherin. No, no, no. You said right. I said 
I said, if the title is the Banshees of Inishirin, who are the Banshees? What's it referring oh. to? I mean, I don't think it's referring. I mean, if you want to pick out a character, and it's it, it's it's the ghoul, right? Yep, she's she's the Banshee of Inishirin, technically. And she also says that people are going to die. Yeah, yeah. She heralds some deaths. Herald maybe two deaths. Yeah. So she is the ban is the literal Banshee of Inishirin in this, and the song. The which the tune which we never get to hear actually not incomplete no so it's one of those things where like I think it's it's more of I don't know why that they chose the the name of the of it as they did and then included it in the way in the film but that's what the ghoul is supposed to signify and be like you know the represent representation of but I don't think it's any deeper than that uh no I think well there's a lot. I think it is there's a lot of cool things going on here. For instance, um for instance when he is late into the story, Shaban receives a piece of mail that she's been accepted as a job on the mainland as a librarian. She leaves yep. and mm-hmm. on the cliff waving her off is her brother. And in the background mm. is this old woman that well, I mean look who is clearly a witch. Clearly. <laughs> but, <laughs> a I mean, sorceress look, of some kind. That's the thing is it's 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 meant it's understood that it is the woman although I don't think we ever get a clear glimpse of who's on the cliffside. You never do no. get a clear but shot of But it's the point that it's in those in the in the moment of him waving off his sister that is a banshee way down there that well I mean that's a foreboding of death. And then also when it happens again when his sister is waving across a very large lake at a banshee or at who she thinks is the old woman, but like in that moment, she is the banshee. That she is just some exactly as the definition I read. That's who she is at the moment because we don't because we don't see her. We don't ever see. Do we? Do we get a close up of the woman across the lake? Yeah, yeah, we do. Yeah, we do get a close up of that. Yeah, we, yeah, because because it zooms in on her and it has it has her beckoning her over, not waving to her. I'm not coming over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She like she's not waving back at at uh what what's her name at Shabon Shabon Shabon. Oh, she's, she's not leaving back. She's beckoning, she's beckoning her else. over. Yeah. Okay. So, oh, that so, makes more sense. I think she's beckoning mm-hmm. someone else. Actually, now that I think about it, that makes even more sense. Um, yeah. But it's and there's also there's a couple other times when she gets involved and she is creepy every time she's on yes. screen. Uh huh. And he's hiding behind the wall. Yeah. She just stands up like, <laughs> oh, lady. When he's you walking on the be beach, less weird. <laughs> and then in the, in the it's just there's they always use the banshee in such interesting ways in this film. Were, sorry, I shouldn't call her the banshee. I call her the old woman, the ghoul, as they refer to her. Is there's a shot later when, you know, very late in the movie, like a minute left, two minutes left, when the two men are on the beach, and we cut to her. We we cut to a scene when we where she's sitting right in front of the camera, and down on the beach is Brendan Gleeson and his dog, Calm and his dog. And then mm-hmm. Colin Farrell's character walking away. But we don't see – we know he's been walking away from the beach, but the cutaway is he walks out of the Banshee's – like looks like out of her head because the way, the way the whole thing is set up, the whole – it's the way it's yeah. – he's, he's walking out of her vision, out of her perception. Yep. Well, away from – I mean, so I think this movie leaves a lot to interpretation as far as what happens after we end the story too, which is kind of weird. Because yeah. we're not given a whole lot of you information. Think we're getting a sequel? No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm I'm saying, in the same way that you know that in boss level he ends up winning, <laughs> the same way mm-hmm. you know something is, something is going to happen after we end this story. Like, oh yeah! Im- immediately after we leave the story, something happens. Well, I yeah, think. I'm, I, I'm sure. I'm sure Edgar Scissorhands. Probably dies of gangrene, right? <laughs> because 
because he, he's he at least needs to get those cauterized. Yeah, like, he didn't get no tetanus shot, so he probably dies shortly thereafter. I do love when uh, when he tells him he's like, "This can be the end." He's like, "I just think this is the beginning." Mm-hmm. That's, that's what I mean. <laughs> just like, that, yes. that's that percep that's that's that perception shift on like our main character, mm-hmm. one of our two mains, I guess, because they're both kind of shared. Like you know, he's he's gonna be different from now on. Like like this changes everything for him. Yep. So what what is the change? What is the catalyst he's, that changes him? I'm I'm, I, I'm I'm asking a rhetorical question. I'm the well yeah the catalyst I think is everything. It's losing his sister, someone that he was all in a span of six or seven days. Yeah, by the way. yeah, like, like losing his sister and the donkey, and then him Jenny. Yeah, 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 Jenny and his best friend becoming literally someone who is sworn enemy. Yeah, (laughs) like all that will change you, and especially in a place where there's only like sixty five people. Yeah, you know what I mean. Friends don't come easy in this area because you know not not true friends. I I will like to note that I am looking for a mortal enemy. Like I need a nemesis, Mm -hmm. someone that rivals me. (laughs) And so. Yeah. Does it need to be from Klaus Gryffindor since you're Slytherin? It doesn't have to be. Can't be but... Hufflepuff though, because that's not even worth your time. Lame. <laughs> my God, Lame. So, many, so many slings, so many insults being slung my way. There's yeah. some cool stuff going. on I think on everybody here. needs an arch nemesis, though. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. true. Look at we Batman. He's true. very successful. <laughs> even Ash has one. So, but it, it's just I think those are all the things that change him, and they change him forever. You know, you go through something like that, and. It, it's liable to have a permanent effect upon your character. I think that's how this this goes for him. I, I think it is funny though, because I agree with everything you said. But the fact that it's accelerated into like a seven day process <laughs> about how he went to the bar one day and his buddy told him to fuck off, basically, yep. and then a week later he's burned his house down, his <laughs> sister's gone, and he hates everyone. <laughs> what an incredible meltdown God, that is! Yeah. A dark time. I've had a dark period of my no, life. Listen, so I mean, that's a week. That's real, real impressively bad. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, no, he's his mental health is not great. So, like, the movie as a whole, though, right? From start to finish, not a lot happens in it, but you get you follow like these two characters more Colin Farrell than you know Colm than Colm, more Podrick than Colm, but. It, it, you see this this character journey for both of them. You know, they both make choices. They both make mistakes. And they both commit to the people that they are. Mm-hmm. And then in the end, it, what you get through this whole thing is you get a beautifully shot movie. You get a wonder, you get wonderful scenery. You get a, a weirdly great story, even though not much happens in mm-hmm. it. And I don't know, like I felt connected to the characters. I felt like I, wa- I was ready to see what happened next, even though... Podrick's character annoyed me because he's extremely abrasive, and which he's which he's written that way. That's on purpose. That's yeah. good writing, you know. Even though like the whole time I'm kind of like cringy at the guy's whole demeanor, how he's acting, and how he just can't get it, how he can't fathom things, and how he just won't let things go. I was ready to see what happened next. It takes me a little out when he cut all all of his fingers off. Even the thumb, even the thumb. Like, what's the? You can't even. You can't even hitchhike. No, nope. but like, and, and throws him at the door one at a time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like, even after all of this, it, it, it's it's a really well written, very cohesive, interconnected story between all these people that inter- that they interact. The with. way they interact. Yep. Yeah, yep. and I think it's a great story. And I think even even the the banshees, the ghoul that we see. 
even plays a part in that storytelling because it's like it, it's 1923 like we said it's 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 100 it's literally 100 years ago yep and people are su- more superstitious back then they're more they were more religious back then and all these things like they have effect on the way that you think when you're in this time period mm-hmm. and I, I don't know I, I think the movie is way better than what any description we could give because I did enjoy this movie it's not the best thing I've ever seen obviously it's not the most riveting thing but as a piece of a piece of cinema, it's very good if, for what it is, and no description will, will do it justice. You have to t- look, tell someone, listen, it's weird, but you should watch this film. Yeah, I think most people would like this movie, honestly. Most people would be okay with it, because mm-hmm. I can see you watching this going, it was alright, you know what I mean? Because like that's kind of how I feel at, at a base level. But like you know, not, I, I don't think you can watch this and go, you know, you know, this movie's this movie's bad. It's not bad. It might not be entertaining to you. You may not like it, but it's not a bad film. And in, in in any any measurable aspect, I don't think the only the only real issue I have with a movie like this is this movie does have a lot of Oscar buzz, and I have no problem with the buzz for the acting because like there's very well acted characters uh-huh. in this, and that's fine. The issue that I have with it overall is it's up for Best Picture as well, so I don't. I haven't seen all the Best Picture stuff yet, and we're obviously working through that. Yeah, yeah. I can't look at this and be like Best Movie I saw this year. I can't do that. That's fair. That's like fair. I mean, yeah, yeah. Honestly, it. it it's not that it's bad. It's just, is it the best? I don't think so. Grayson, what do you think? No, yeah. I, don't th- I, th- I think it's good. I, I don't think it's anywhere near the, near the best. Um, it's, upon second viewing is, I really... You, you watch it. You're the only yeah, one of us who's watched it twice. Well, so. I, saw, I saw it twice. So I saw it once in the theater because, you know, Atlanta, the Cineplexes here have like lit in 25, 26 screens, all of them. But it's... It was. It's very different seeing it on the big screen than seeing it on HBO Max. I don't know if it was the second viewing that was that different, or seeing it on a small screen actually was different. But I thought about it differently in the in the way that I thought a lot less of it the second time that I watched it uh, in preparation for this episode we're doing now. Is there's a lot, and Chris, I think you said something key that I didn't realize is there are very few films that a second viewing doesn't do you any good this is one of those movies where a second viewing probably doesn't do you any good okay yeah and actually i was going to say something that uh, about like if 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 i if after my wife listens to this episode she goes okay i kind of want to see this movie i will look at her in the eyes and say i will not watch this movie with you because there's no way i'm going to sit through this a second time because of exactly sure. what you just said because I, I just i don't think i don't think you can get any real enjoyment after like a second showing of what you've already seen because of how this movie is written and paced and what happens in it and like just all of it it's just it's not very it's i don't think it's a very strong like rewatchable movie in that sense maybe after a long time right sure like maybe then you could revisit it but like to watch this movie like twice and in, in the same year like you just did grayson uh-uh there's no way i i, no, I think it hurts yeah. the film yeah you're probably right the same way that, i mean not in the same way that watching mudbound watching mudbound twice in the same week wouldn't or no wasn't the same week it was several weeks apart but in the same let's say quarter of the year is just you're watching a great movie twice but it's the second time it's a slog and you know it's slow this one i think kind of i think the movie does a good job in making you think there's more to come until you realize that there isn't yeah but yeah. if you're watching it the second time and you realize there isn't there's a lot of the magic is lost on you you know what i mean like mm. it's yeah. And one more thing that um, I, I think this movie does really excels at is I think it it really kind of oddly does keep you on your feet for most of the movie, even though it's only people talking and walking and throwing mm-hmm. fingers at each other. It's it's one of those things that 
it just it it's oddly compelling. I don't even know how to, I don't I cannot put it in the right group of words, but it, it kept me interested the first time I watched it until the very end. I was captivated completely. Sure, I get that. Yeah, I I honestly think that that's credited towards the pace. The movie's paced very well. Yeah. Like the movie never like dolls down. The movie never like hits a drag. It's movie... consistent all the way. Yeah, through. it's just like you're you're just you're you're with the next conversation. You're talking. I found a I found you're a seeing s- some scenery and I then you're talking again. I found a stick with a hook on it. Why would you put a hook on the end of a stick? Yeah. <laughs> and he goes, maybe to grab stuff. And he goes, oh. <laughs> one of my one of my favorite one of my favorite interactions is when he kicks the um Colm, when Podrick kicks Colm's door open, and then like yeah. you know a conversation. It yeah. reminds me of because when he walks into his house, he he kicks in the door and says. Since you're not going to offer me a seat, I'm just going to take one. And then he says, I, I, I came here to kick in your door and give you a good slagging. And yep. then Brendan Fraser, like, or sorry, Brendan Gleason, without skipping a beat, is like, well, you did, and you yep. did, so now you can go. But that, remind, that, that reminded me of, um, you remember that? You remember the trailer for In Bruges? Roger, I think you probably more than Chris. Of is, isn't he in that movie? Yeah, yeah, no. they, 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 they both are. But he says, okay. I forget that I can't, I've been searching for it for a while now. I thought I'd be able to find it, but I can't find him. Is someone asked him if he likes living in Bruges, and he says, "If I was a goat farmer and retarded, I would, but I'm not, and I'm and I'm not, so I don't." So it's just it's just funny because like that it reminded me of that line, and Colin delivers both those lines, and Brendan Gleeson is the one that like is there is the catalyst of that line. So I thought so I thought it was funny. Um, I'm trying to find the actual line, but I couldn't. But I didn't. I really kind of laughed at that scene when he kicks the door, the dude's door open and gives them a good slagging. Whatever yeah. that means. I, don't, I mean, I don't, I assume that's a good harsh talking to. He's going to verbally beat him up. Is what a, a verbal abuse. You're, sure. Well, so a slag, a slagging, it, it refers to like a, like slag from like, from like a blacksmithing ha- hammer and anvil. Oh, that makes more sense. Okay. That burnt, that, that burning metal. So like you're, 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 you're verbally giving them a, giving them a burning is what it is. You're slagging them. <laughs> you must sound Irish. You're giving them a burning. You're giving them a burning. I liked. That's, I also really liked. I think this is like wildly offensive. <laughs> I, I also liked, and I kind of. I think for most people would have been kind of a cute scene, but when you realize how it plays out, not so. Is when the is when after he leaves, Podrick leaves that scene I'm talking about, and then with fully intent on he's repaired their relationship and he's going to go to the pub, order two pints, and they're going to sit down and have a great old time together, and we all know that Colm is. Gonna, five beers later, <laughs> he's, he's gonna take off some more digits. Is what's gonna happen. It's and, so sad when and, he walks when his dog walks yeah. the shears out of the house. Yeah, the, the, the dog just, tries to take the shears away, and he and the dog just looks at it with the shears, and he just moses over, reaches Grab. down, grabs him, and closes the door. <laughs> like, oh no! I mean, I was fine with it. I just is one of those things that for a lot of people it's cute, but like it precedes like an awful, horrible realization that yep. well, he's about to snip off some more fingers. Good. With the shears, right. too. I think it's time we score this bad boy. Yeah. All right. It is. Yeah. All right. So I'll go first, actually. Okay. Yeah. yeah. If you don't I like that. All right. So Banshees of Inishir, up for several Oscar noms. First time I loved it. Second time, I am I still like it. I'm, I'm a little less loving on it than I was, but I'm just going to go ahead and score this a seven and a half. I think that's where I love the dialogue most of the time. I love Colin Farrell. I love... Um, Brendan Gleeson as the two characters they play. Um, like you said, Chris, his sister is wonderfully acted, even though she's got kind of a smaller, a smaller role. Um, 
it's it's an interesting movie that I think everyone should watch once. Whether you watch it again, I don't know, but I think it's a movie everyone should watch once. But uh, I thought it was a set. I thought it, you know, when I finally settled down, is my, you know, my emotions run high and I'm, you know, high on everything. I, I think seven and a half is where it sits. Okay. Okay. Well, I'll go ahead and go second. Is that all right, Chris? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I'm not too far off. I'm only going to give it a seven, though. Uh, I thought it was fairly entertaining. Um, the problem I have with Banshee's Vinishirin is even after watching it and enjoying it, I'm not 100% sure what's going on the whole time. Right. Um, I do have a theory that I'll bring to you guys later, not on the show here, about why he actually cut his fingers off. But, um, yeah, I think a seven is going to be where it falls for most people. I would have a hard time trying to convince somebody they needed to watch this movie um, just because I couldn't tell them straight up what it's about, really. So, But it's entertaining, so I enjoyed it. Okay, yeah. Gotcha. Uh, I'm in the same boat. I was going to give it a seven. So I think the movie is entertaining enough that I enjoyed it. Um, again, the pacing's great and it's beautifully shot. Holy crap! And I, I, I'm a sucker for these kinds of films with like you know small isolated stuff that's happening. I like, I love the back and forth dialogue. I love, I love the different language that's involved here, even if it is if it is English of some sort. I still love that you know the whole accent and everything like that and how they communicate and it it, it all interests me. All my personal positives aside, it, the movie is. It, it's decent. I don't think I could recommend it though to anybody just because of the fact that it's it it's a certain kind of watch. I can't just look at anybody who likes movies and say, Yeah, you should watch this film, you'll love it. It's you know, well, what have you heard about it? You know, and then I can confirm that for him. So yeah, it, it lands at a seven for me. It's pretty good. I don't I don't usually I fault someone for I I mean ninety nine out of a hundred times if someone says I couldn't finish. I turn it off. I'm like, ah, why did you just finish the fucking movie? But this is one of those movies. I'm like, yeah, okay, I I understand that because it doesn't yep. change. Because like I whenever whenever it, yeah. you turn, because like it's one of those movies that I don't care when you turn it off. Nothing ever changes after that because like where, yeah. wherever you are in the movie, nothing ever gets different. So. If you watch half the film, you could you could guess at the rest of the film and probably be pretty close. Hundred percent, absolutely. Yeah. Well, yep. I mean, some of that more wild stuff you might not see coming, but. Yeah, but you're gonna get the gist of it. <laughs> That's really all that. I mean, you might not see the donkey dying, especially on choking on two, you know, fat fingers. But <laughs> poor, who could possibly donkey. see that coming? You know what I mean? Like even in a million years, who could possibly see that coming? <laughs> he told the cop, "Hey, be easy." His donkey just died. His, donkey just died. <laughs> His miniature donkey. His miniature donkey <laughs> just died. And then Every he fucking th- uppercuts him. <laughs> Every time I, I I thought of little little Sebastian from you guys remember little Sebastian from Parks and Rec. Bye bye little Sebastian, you'll be missed in the greatest fashion. No, you don't remember that song? No. Okay, never mind. Never watched Parks I don't know and Rec. About, yeah, he was, a, min- he was a, the show. He was a miniature pony. Anyway, yeah. All right, we have done an episode, gentlemen. This has been episode three hundred and sixteen A of For the Love of Cinema, a movie podcast. Each new episode posts every Tuesday and Friday at 5 a.m. on the podcast service of a choice of the following five. Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music. Please leave a comment or two. Rate, subscribe. Every little bit of health. More importantly, thank you for listening. Check out the show on Twitter, at Love Cinema Pod. I am at Grayson Maxwell One. I am at Rod Stillian. I'm Christopher Bond. He has no Twitter. Check us out on Facebook, always posting things on social media. Check us out there. Send us an email to for the love of cinema podcast at gmail.com. And next week, We're taking a look at Knock at the Cabin and the many, many Oscar nominee movie, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. So I'm House Gryffindor. I have a newfoundland for my Patronus, which is very loyal, so it lands. And 
an ebony dragon core wand. Wait, what was your Patronus? A Newfoundland. A, a dog. dog. Yeah. You fucking uh, dork. Yeah. Mine's at least a wolf. Damn. Mine's a snake. Of course it is. Is it really a snake? It is. <laughs> I swear to God. You are like textbook Slytherin. It's incredible. 